Hi, my name is Charlotte. I'm Ashlyn and this is Les Talk, where we talk about all things gay. I'm sadly on my own today because Ashlyn um, is at home and the microphone's here. So we're going to do two parts and the first part is an amazing interview with amazing queer artists. So without further ado, I would like to introduce Fox Glove. Hi Fox Glove. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, it's been a busy, busy day. So, Fox Glove is, her real name is Imogen, but you go by Fox Glove. I do indeed. Yes. Where did that name come from? Well, I was like growing up and my grandma and my granddad had loads of the Fox Glove flowers on their drive. And I just thought they were really cute. Yeah. And then when I was thinking of stage names, like I don't know why, but it like popped into my head. And then... I found out, like, I did a bit of research, and I found out that they're, like, deadly poisonous, and I was just like, that's cool. (laughs) That fits me perfectly. Yeah, perfect. So I was like, you know what, I'll I'll take that, and I'll make it my own. Oh, that's so cute. So how long have you been, like, doing your music? Um, I've been writing music since, like, God knows when. I did, I studied at GCSE, then I went to college, and then I went to uni, but um, I've been doing Foxglove for probably about two years now. Yeah, and how are you finding it? Are you loving it? I literally, like, I've never felt more like me Aww, than I do, like, doing so Foxglove, which is the best part about it all. Do you take on, like, a persona when you're Foxglove? Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, kind of, kind of. Yeah. It's still me, but it's just, like, me times ten. So it's, like, an amplified you, like, the you you yeah. really want to be, but... Mm-hmm. Foxglove lets you come out in that. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, do you want to give a little intro? Because we've just jumped straight into it. Do you want to just like tell everyone who you are? Yeah. So my name's Foxglove. <laughs> I make queer pop music, and it's basically an inspiration of uh, modern day left field pop music and my love of the eighties. So it's kind of like uh, synth based, and it's very like camp and extravagant and. Yeah, I just make music and, <laughs> and my flamboyant self. That is the best way to be. So you're saying you like 80s like music. Who's your like idol? Madonna, 100%. I would have never have guessed that. Oh my God, really? No. <laughs> so obviously I'll put all your handles in, but you can see the resemblement. Like you look both so similar. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> no. So Imogen slash Foxglove is on here. Oh well, on here on our podcast today to introduce her new single, "Desperately Seeking Susan." So, Foxglove, why don't you tell us like a bit about what "Desperately Seeking Susan" is all about? "Desperately Seeking Susan" basically represents the love and um, admiration I kind of wanted growing up, um, but like. Growing up queer, I never really saw myself represented on TV or in media or anything. Yeah. Like, I had to really search to see myself represented. Yeah. And that kind of left me with some sort of longing for, you know, happiness, being in a relationship, like, wanting to feel loved. Yeah. Um, And it kind of, like, made me feel like, would I ever get that? Um, And it wasn't until, like, Glee was aired in, like, 2009 (laughs) that I even knew that, like, being gay was kind of, like, valid and, like, normal. Yeah, I think that's a big problem um, in the LGBTQ plus communities that there's not a lot of queer women representation. Um, I know I've personally felt it where I don't see myself in the media, even today, really. Yeah. Um, do you, have you found this in the music industry? Like, there's not much representation of, like, queer women? 
Yeah, I mean, like, nowadays, there's, uh, there's a lot more, and it's great to see so many queer women, like, out there killing it. But, you know, like, when I was growing up, there wasn't too many. There was, like, Tegan and Sarah, um, and then, like, you know, there was Madonna, but even Madonna and Lady Gaga, they're, because they're both bi women, but they constantly get called allies, they constantly get called straight. Yeah. And, like, there's always some sort of, like, erasure within queer women in the community, because it's, like oh, they're feminine, they can't possibly be gay. Yeah. Well, I, me and Ashlyn delved this into our first podcast, but um, Imogen and her girlfriend, Abby, were the girls we were with when we got turned away from a gay bar. Um, does this happen a lot? Because you're originally from London. Does this happen a lot in London where queer women are being navigated away from, like, gay bars? I mean, I don't even, like, bother that much anymore because... <laughs> I have found it so difficult to get into, like, gay bars in London. Yeah. I find it a lot easier back in Birmingham. Like, I can go to any of the bars. I can go to Missing, I can go to Gales, and it's fine. Yeah. But then the second I try and go out in London, it's like, oh, unless I'm with a gay man, they don't really want me there. Yeah, and I think this is something that's come into light, especially through our work on You Not UK and even the podcast is that queer women are feeling a certain type of way because we're, we're not being accepted into the community. It's almost like because lesbians and queer women have been around since the time of the movement, we're kind of getting forgotten. Um, mm-hmm. And it's so important. So your song, Desperately Seeking Susan, it really highlights, like I've had a listen, I love it. <laughs> and it really highlights that emotion that you feel like that you're not being heard yeah um so what well how did you like start the writing process like what thoughts were you feeling well I just I wanted to write a song called Desperately Seeking Susan and I kind of that was like the main part it's because I just love Madonna and like yeah it's great yeah and I wanted to write a song about title but I didn't want it to be like me singing about Madonna or like anything that was too obvious yeah so I kind of set out to write a song that was basically on the first listen it sounds like a love song and it's it sounds like a love song that's called Desperately Seeking Susan. But then when you kind of listen to it a little bit more, you're like, oh, wait, there's a sense of, like, longing underneath. Like, it's more of a, I'm desperate to find somebody. I'm desperate to be happy. Yeah. Than it is, like, oh, I'm in love with this person. A hundred percent, yeah. Like, I listened to it a few times. Because I always feel like you have to listen to a song a few times to yeah. actually get, like, a feel of it. And honestly, like, I'm getting what you're saying. Like, I think... It's amazing music is being made by queer creators like yourself because if we don't do it, who who is going to do it for us? Yeah. Right. Definitely. So I want to kind of delve in into like your coming out experiences because the people that will be hopefully hopefully listening to this podcast will be wanting some like advice and obviously you're in a position now where you can write songs and be a proud queer woman. How long has it taken you to be in this position? I mean, I came out when I was, I can't remember the age, it was probably like 16, <laughs> but um, I came out in like a letter to my parents, Yeah. because um, I just like couldn't even say the words, like yeah, it was yeah. such a like, like it really got me like choked up anytime I tried to like say it, yeah. so I kind of like wrote it down, and <laughs> that was how I came out, and luckily I had such a great experience in my family, Yeah. they're like so accepting, they're so supportive, and it's great. And I know that not a lot of people are lucky enough to have that. Yeah. But, like, 
it's difficult for me to give advice or kind of like comment on that no but I I feel anyways but like it's taken me a while to kind of get to this like proud state that I'm in now like I kind of know who I am now yeah it's just like it's kind of all those years of struggling are still there. It's yeah, I know. I understand. Weird. Did you find it harder coming to terms with, like, everyone around you was perfectly okay, but was it, yeah. you, like, you were the one that had to actually come to terms with your sexuality? Yeah. Yeah. Has Fox Loved helped you in any oh, way? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I started listening to more queer artists. Like, the moment I started doing Fox Love was the moment I started broadening my horizons in terms to like just queerness in general and kind of listening to more queer artists that weren't like the ones that were just being shown everywhere yeah um and like following more queer people on my instagram and like not just musicians but like artists and activists and like bloggers and actually kind of like expanding my knowledge of the queer community yeah I think that's Um, what we have to do is like queer people like because obviously we can only talk from our own experiences Mm -hmm. um but the second we start listening to other people I think we really grow as people um and sometimes it's like learning how to be an ally within your own community Um, and I think I think through music and through other mediums we we can really achieve a lot um in doing so so talking about queer artists have you got because obviously yourself um you can't say you but have have you got another like favorite queer musician at the moment who you think is really doing some amazing work i literally like i have a whole playlist (laughs) full of great okay plug it plug it i think uh it's called support lgbtq plus music you can find that on a Foxglove Spotify page. Love it. Um, in general, like, I really love the work that uh, Dorian Electra's doing at the moment in King Princess. Right, yes. Um, I think Dorian Electra's great there, like, absolutely killing it and, like, blurring the lines of gender and everything. And King Princess is also just being a badass queer woman. And, like, <laughs> it's just great to see, like, two different sides of the community yeah. doing, like, very similar things, but, like also very different things yeah like or we all have the same outcome really um and we all want the same level of respect so i think when like if we can all come together and preach the same message like we're gonna be a lot stronger yeah definitely now this is the part of the podcast where we're gonna really tackle some big lgbtq plus issues so fucks club as we briefly touched on, um, there is a lack of like queer women representation. Where do you think we need to start on improving this? Like, how do people like ourselves start making a change that we need? I mean, I personally would like to see more like just healthy queer relationships between women. We're always like struggling. Yeah, I think like, they're never just happy in a happy relationship no there was um what's that program the 100 where one of them died was it Plexa Cle- and alexa or something I like not that, seen that. <laughs> oh, I haven't... abby would kill me yeah i know one of the characters in that died and yeah. there's a massive uproar in it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. because the main character died and she was a queer woman and had this beautiful yeah. relationship and they're like oh my god like she's now dead um, and I think that happens in a lot of queer movies, at least, or yeah. like series where 
they just kill queer women off. They get the audience in and then it's like, oh, we don't need you um, anymore. We've got what we want. So yeah, I totally agree. Like, obviously you're very visible on Instagram. Was that a choice or did you, are you like doing that on purpose or is you just being your natural self with Abby? I mean, it's kind of a mix of both. Like, I, it's never, like, forced yeah. content or anything. Like, it's always just kind of, like, a picture we take together, like, before we go out or something. Yeah, but, like, cute. it is also kind of, put, like, put out there specifically. Because, like, I want people to go on my Instagram and see, like, a happy, healthy relationship and, like, you know, know that that's normal and that's acceptable and, like, that that's valid. Yeah, because, like, obviously on, like, if we're looking at, like, TV adverts or even something like that, it's always a straight couple. So yeah. I think that... or if it's a gay couple, it's a gay, white, cis, male yeah. couple. Yeah, yeah. You barely see any lesbian couples, and bearing in mind, lesbian couples come in so many different forms. Uh, yeah. Um, it's just crazy that it is mainly, like, this accepted version of what a gay couple should be without showing the diversity. So, yeah. like, I think that's where... That's... Sorry, what was you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say this community is just so diverse and there's so many different aspects to the community and, like, the percentage of what actually gets shown is nothing in comparison to the rest of the community. And I think that's absolutely ludicrous. Like, we need to basically step up and, like, show every aspect. Yeah. And, like, I'm kind of sat here, like, talking about women in general, but, like, there's other communities in our community that are also not shown. A hundred percent, yeah. Like... I think we have somewhat of a privilege because although we do have dis- discrimination, um, we do not experience the levels of diff- discrimination that a lot of queer people go through. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes it's accepting your privilege and trying to uplift the voices of others is really important. Yeah. Or, or even just being an ally. Like, yeah, just and- listening to people's stories and like educating yourself. If you do something wrong, you need to educate yourself and not like get defensive and yeah. not like, you know, not get all arsy about it. If you do something wrong and somebody calls you out for something, that's when you should kind of listen to what that person's saying because they know a lot more than you if they're going through it. A hundred percent. Right, so we're coming to the end of this. I want to thank you so much for spending the time to come on. So, where can people find you? Um, every social media at Foxglove. I spell it really, like, edgy and dumb. <laughs> so it's spelled F-O-X-G-L-U-V-V. Fantastic. And that's on all social media platforms? Mm-hmm. Everywhere. And where can they listen to your new track? Desperately Seeking Susan is out 2nd of August on all streaming platforms you've got like spotify apple music soundcloud youtube it'll be everywhere it'll so be everywhere and if listen. and if you check out our social medias um we'll post it everywhere and make sure that you give foxglove some love and support because she so deserves it thank you bab wow well thank you for being on thank you for having me right. it's an absolute dream right say goodbye now bye <laughs> see you So before we get into the second half of the podcast, I really wanted to say again to Imogen slash Foxglove for taking the time to actually be on the podcast. Now, she's left us, sadly, but if you haven't already, by the time you're listening to this, please go listen to Desperately Seeking Susan and actually uplift and spend your time listening to other queer voices. We... 
We live in a very, very busy world and we sometimes get so self-absorbed that we actually don't take the time to hear each other out or listen to what others have to say. And I think people like Imogen um, and her music and her opinions and voice, what we recorded in 10 minutes doesn't really capture how amazing she personally is as a person. So I want to tell you all to everyone listening if you haven't yet go have a listen to desperately seeking susan go follow imogen um at foxglove and really take the time to uplift uh, well, uplift queer voices now in the second part of the podcast you i'm going to be joined by ashlyn thank god i'm not coping on my own i mean a bit nervous doing this on my own but luckily i've got my bay back in the second half so don't go anywhere we say this there's going to be a break this time last time we didn't put anything in but there is a break now so if you need the toilet press pause and come back to hear me and ashton talk about lgbtq plus representation and really just talk about how amazing imogen is like if this podcast doesn't make her head grow like girl but she deserves it and so do many other queer artists so if you're listening to this as well and you want to be on here Again, drop us a message and we'll see what you can do. Right, break time, we break. Everyone come back. See you in a bit. Ashlyn, you're back. Hello, honey. Oh, I'm so glad you're back. How have you been? I've been all right, you know, just been busy. Yeah, well, have you listened to Imogen's interview? So basically, I've... You're listening, so you know what's happening. But I did the first half on my own and Ashlyn has now joined me to talk about... Finally. I know. So, LGBTQ plus, it's a mouthful, but... It is. Representation. Have you seen yourself in the media growing up when you was a... When you, uh, Ashlyn was a little baby, did she see herself? Baby Ashlyn. I mean, straight off the bat, no, I yeah. say. Um... Yeah, I mean, I can't even think right now of anything that I really saw growing up that yeah. I could relate to. Like, really, I can't think of anything. No, I think that's what me and Imogen, well, me and Foxglove slash Imogen <laughs> were saying that we when, we, when well, when she was growing up, she didn't really see herself in the media. And it was that, like, desperately seeking Susan is that longing of wanting to, like, see someone and feel someone the same as her. And I feel like as queer women, we definitely experience that yeah and i think what she's doing by bringing out like music like this it's an amazing tune by the way if you haven't listened already get on it plug but <laughs> what foxglove is doing is what she missed out on in having that representation is giving someone else someone yeah. to look up to and that they can relate to as well yeah i think we touched on it in our last podcast but sometimes it comes to us as lgbtq plus members to if the representation isn't there we make it kind yeah, of thing I mean, we do it ourselves it's, it's our responsibility to do that if we if we see something that's missing within the community that we know we needed growing up well all we can do is give that to those growing but up now then the trouble is on the flip side when queer members do it and it starts becoming a big thing and everyone's like oh like you see it with pride like yeah organizations are getting involved with pride because they can see it's profitable everyone jumps on the bandwagon and, yeah, and, and lose the values of it it's scary because you think like when queer music actually becomes a thing mm. will people start just like clickbaiting well, and like baiting it think, and it's i think there's always a fine line between you know seeing people doing this getting this representation out there for the right reasons yeah and then the other side of it is doing it for commercial i think i think when you've got people like fox love at the 
like the front of the progression of like queer music i think it really helps oh yeah having someone sure. of that like mentality and like it's l- their mind like, it is needed for sure like we don't see i mean we know loads of people like from online that are like, oh we know so many people. that are like doing bits like and they deserve so much more representation than we see them getting and it's yeah. so frustrating to like see other people like sailing on and just getting through life and not struggling the way these people are yeah do you think the only reason why they're struggling is because they're queer i mean that's a bold statement to make i mean i know obviously the music industry and everything yeah not that i know because i'm in no way involved in that (laughs) sorry you're a musician (laughs) yeah but i think like obviously straight or gay whoever you are it's a tough one to, to do well in but, but I think queer, obviously, being queer doesn't, yeah, doesn't help. I mean, it's, not, it's not an, doesn't help, but... It's it, an added struggle, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I remember um, reading an article about... I don't know who it was. I, honestly, there are there are big queer artists. Like, names are... Ashton vouched me. I, I'm awful with names. She barely gets my name most yeah, of the time. So. so, but anyway, they were writing about how they, they didn't want to be seen as a queer artist. Um, mm. They're quite big. They're in the charts. Shit, who are they? Anyway, moving on. Um, but they just didn't want to be as a, like a queer artist. They wanted to be an artist. They don't want that to be yeah, their, yeah, like that to be their thing. And it's like that's understandable. Yeah, because it just it narrows you down because everyone's gonna be like, oh, she, well, like, yeah. they're the gay one. I mean, like, it's like we always say, like being gay isn't the most interesting thing about us. Well, it is about me. I'm boring. Well, that's just you. <laughs> well, yeah, you're a chocolate scientist. Like, come on, give it a oh, go. Star. Anyway, so. This is just like a little recap on what's happened. That Imogen is going to be the main focus of this podcast because yes. we want to. Me and Ashlyn, me and Ashlyn both have our own platforms, and this being one, and it's important for us to give sometimes the space for others to talk. So, if you're taking anything away from this podcast today, check out Fox Glove and really look into her playlist that she has created that she plugged in the first start and listen to queer music if you haven't already if you you're not sure what queer artists are out there and really give people the time of day i think that like yeah. we all seem like so busy busy Just busy give like, everyone a chance like you could be really surprised i mean i know myself like i'm not a huge music listener honestly i tell like, her to listen to a song she's like what are you on about like i just i just i don't know what it is but i'm just no. not that into it but having listened to fox club i was like this is such a bop yeah. So she may have um, opened my eyes. She's to converted you. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, thank you for joining us. I hope you like it, and we'll touch on it in our next episode. But thank you so much for all the love and support, and people actually wanting to hear more from us. Yeah, like, it's it's been surreal. Like we've had so much amazing yeah. feedback. Anyway, we're gonna get into that in, in the next, next episode. episode. <laughs> oh my god, we said that at the same time. So anyway, a big thank you to Fox Glove for actually joining us on that. She, you didn't get to speak to her, but I, I did. I know. What it was, a babe. It was actually so much fun we just had so much fun without you okay well i won't come next time then all right (laughs) i'm joking thank you i've been charlotte thank you i'm ashlyn and this is les talks